So hey guys, welcome back to Accelerated Investor. Hey, it's Josh. And listen, for all of you who have been sharing our content, engaging with our podcast, leaving us ratings, reviews, sharing it on social media, Instagram and Facebook, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We've had some amazing guests on this podcast recently. I hope you've been enjoying it. Uh, today, I'm actually interviewing uh, a guy named Zach Booth. Zach is actually a relatively new investor. And the reason why I wanted to interview Zach is when I heard about him, he reminded me a lot of myself. Zach just got started with real estate investing in 2017. In his first full year of investing, he did five deals and made $100,000, which is you know, which is nice. It's a good start. But in his second year, did over $500,000. And in his third year as a real estate transaction entrepreneur, made over $1.2 million. So in this interview with Zach, you'll learn about his transition from building a successful business when he was 17 years old as a window washer and how he got started jumping into real estate full time. You'll learn about how He made the mistake of putting a $30,000 marketing contract on a credit card that generated zero leads. You'll also learn about Zach's proven methods for if he was starting a new investing business, how he would, what he would do to find cash buyers, what he would do to get his real estate contracts, what he would do to find motivated sellers, and exactly his his driving for dollars strategy that sets him apart from other investors in the market. So I really think you're going to love this interview, especially if you're a brand new real estate investor or just thinking about getting into real estate and starting out as a wholesaler and a real estate transaction entrepreneur. You'll love this interview with Zach Booth. Welcome to the Accelerated Investor Podcast with Josh Cantwell. Josh Cantwell. If you love entrepreneurship and investing in real estate, then you are in the right place. Josh is the CEO of Freeland Ventures Real Estate Private Equity and has personally invested in well over 500 properties all across the country. He's also made hundreds of private lender loans and owns over 1,000 units of apartments. Josh is an expert at raising private money for deals, and he prides himself on never having had a boss in his entire adult life. Josh and his team also mentor investors and entrepreneurs from all over the world. He doesn't dream about doing deals. He actually does them, and so do his listeners and students. Now, sit back, listen, listen learn, learn, and accelerate your business, your life, and your investing with the Accelerated Investor Podcast. So, Zach, listen, I'm so excited to have you on Accelerated Investors. Thanks so much for hopping on. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome, Zach. So let's jump in right away, man. Obviously, there's the world is kind of a weird place right now, but we're still doing deals. Real estate's still very exciting. You're obviously still closing a lot of deals right now. What's the most exciting thing that you're currently working on? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm actually headed to Florida in January. So I picked a market I've never never really worked, and uh, I'm going to actually take a thousand dollars for marketing, and my goal is to turn it into forty thousand dollars in forty days, and have a film crew following me and put it on YouTube. And then after I'm done with that project, we're going to expand to a new market and I'll put a team in place and everything else. So that's my most exciting project we're working on right now. 
Got it. So as you know, as we got prepared for this, you had said first year in wholesaling did a hundred thousand dollars, second year half million, third year one point two, but primarily out of Utah. And yep. now you're just picking a random market halfway across the country. How did you select the market? What market is it? Or if, if you want to tell us, but wh- how did you select the market? Is it based on metrics and data? Is it based off of maybe a relationship you have there? Many people will wonder like, hey, if I'm in California and prices are, you know, and competition and deal flow is way out of my, you know, range, it's not really doable. And I want to invest in a more price stable market, which is what I teach our members to mm-hmm. invest in more price stable markets like the Midwest and the Southeast. We talk mm-hmm. about picking markets. So how did you pick yours? Um, you know, it wasn't as uh, intelligent as it should have should have been. It was it was close to Disney for my family. So when I was working like a crazy person, and I like the uh, the Gulf side of Florida for the beach, and uh, you know I'm out of the cold uh, during January. So like that's like the number one reason I picked Florida, which is silly, right? Because I'm there to make money. Sure. Um, but I believe that you can do this in any market across the country. So Florida was really just. Just for me, um, I do have students that are doing well there. Uh, there's some connections. It would make it a lot easier to, uh, you know, have a business, you know, moving forward after um, I get done with this project. So, but, but that's, that's the main reason. I mean, I have deals or students doing deals from California to New York and then everywhere in between. So, Fantastic. So, um, going for the weather. Love that. Yep. Going for yeah. the family. Love that. <laughs> Fantastic yeah. stuff. We spent a lot of time in Naples, Florida. Um, cool. Been spending a lot of time there for forever. Um, yeah. So when you're going into that market, help me understand. You've got a thousand bucks. It's all you're going to kind of allow yourself to start with with marketing. Yep. The goal is to grow that to forty thousand dollars in forty days. What are some thoughts on what that's going to look like when you enter that market? You drop yourself in. You fly in or drive in. What happens next? Yeah. So my, my expectation is I'll have my attorney already lined up. There's a few things I'm going to do before I show up. I'm going to make sure I'm good on legalities, have an attorney lined up. I'll have my purchase contracts taken care of. Um, and I'll work on, on building some connections with cash buyers. So I'll, you know, I'll pull some information on who's closing deals in the area, call them up and get them added to a cash buyers list. So when I hit the ground, it's going to be getting my deal machine app, um, which is what we use to outer drive for dollars list. Um, uh, and with the discount code I have, it's PIN. Um, my students and I and me, when I sign up there, I'll get the first uh, two months free on the upgrade system. And then they have like a 15-day free trial. So I'll be able to get free data for 15 days. So my goal is that nice. first 15 days, crank out as many addresses as I can. Uh, my, my goal is about four to 5,000 addresses in the first 15 days. Um, and then I'm going to immediately start calling and texting. Uh, just okay. because it's the cheapest way. But my favorite is postcards. I actually make the most money off postcards, but, um, but I don't have a, a, a very large budget. So my goal is to get as many people as I can because I have to get all the low hanging fruit I can get because I have to have, have as many contracts as possible in that first 20 to 30 days, right? Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. you know, 70% of my revenue in my business comes from follow-up six months, eight months, even over a year, so, but every once in a while you get a hold of someone, they're like, yes, I need to sell it now. Let's do this. You know, so I've got to find at least one to two of those, probably right. two to hit that $40,000 deal. So, um, so the thing is, if I do hit the goal of 40,000, really, I've probably made over a hundred thousand dollars. 
right? Mm -hmm. Because most deals come with time. So it's going to be a very fast, like this is what I do to immediately generate money. Um, But I'm excited about it. And the reason I decided to do this was I was up late one night and I was thinking about my students, like thinking about even myself back when I was a window cleaner, you know, and I paid 10 grand for a mentor and I never did a deal. And I thought they were all just out to get money, you know? Yeah, sure. And, uh, but I since got a different mentor and made a ton of money from it and learned so much from them. I have so much love for my, my mentors and I have coaches and that kind of stuff. But, you know, at that time I had so much skepticism that it was legitimate. So I was like, how do I, how do I like help people realize that they can do it, that I'm no one special, right? Like, I'm just like this goofy nerdy dude that can go out and make <laughs> money and so can sure. they, right? So, as I was like laying in bed, it was like two in the morning and I was like, oh, I got it. And I had recently watched Undercover Billionaire where he gets a hundred bucks and his goals turn into a million dollar company in 90 days. Nice. And uh, so, I was like, well, why don't I do something similar with wholesaling and show people like what it takes and document it and put it out there, Um, you know, because... I wish that when I was a window cleaner, when I was 17 to, you know, mid to late twenties, I wish someone would have like showed this to me. Like I wish I had known about it. I didn't even know you could do something like that. Are you ready to automate and explode your real estate investing? We're searching for extremely motivated individuals who are sick and tired of wasting time and want to finally see real results from their real estate investing business. We're searching for investors looking to get to the next level and become a bigger, better version of themselves while being a more successful real estate investing entrepreneur. Apply for mentoring and coaching at joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. That's joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. Well, Zach, even the even the the five or so minutes that we've been on this interview podcast, you've already kind of laid out a, a, a path, laid out your system, laid out your kind of step by step strategy for kind of picking a new market. Um, not necessarily picking a market, but what to do when you get there. So you mentioned number one, getting our uh, you know attorney approved contracts for wholesaling. Number two, you know using some sort of software to locate your cash buyers and exporting those out, calling those cash buyers, getting them on your buyers list, knowing that they're real, knowing that they're actually going to buy and what their criteria is. Then having that $1,000, logging into a new software, using the free trial to be able to get access now to a list of about four to 5,000 potential sellers, skip tracing those, getting phone numbers so that you can text message those people and see if they're interested in selling. And you're not spending a ton of time on postcards, even though that's your favorite strategy, which is one of my favorite strategies too. But even though you're, you're sort of restrained by the budget that you've given yourself, even though you could spend a lot more, you want to document and show people, look, you can do this with less than a thousand bucks. And really with the data, the data being so important, cash buyer data, motivated seller data, to be able to get that for relatively nothing, being able to export those leads out of a software program, and then just hustling with 
phone calls, text messages. When I first got started in real estate in 2004, and then I quit my job in 2005, I remember every Monday and Wednesday night, we loved calling, cold calling, we'd follow up on our postcards, text messaging, wasn't as popular back then, but it was getting started. Um, that was our favorite time, Mondays and Wednesday nights, Monday and Thursday nights, even Monday and Friday afternoons, people started to shut it down. They would start to go to the bar, they'd have kind of happy hour, they were always in a good mood. We'd hit them with a phone call on Friday afternoon. That worked uh, out as well. So love it. Now, one of your other favorite strategies, Zach, is driving for dollars. You've even put together, together a course on it. Why is that one of your favorite strategies? And give us some tips around what are some things you look for when you're driving for dollars? Yeah. So on my YouTube channel, I actually give away my exact criteria. So I have a video um, on that channel that's called Driving for Dollars Criteria. And I give my exact criteria. I actually go for a drive with my driver and, and, and look at those properties. So the reason it's my favorite list is I learned early on, I did some deals from like the eviction list and tax delinquent and all those other generic lists. But it got to the point where I, I just wasn't making a very good profit. You know, mm -hmm. I was spending, spending 70 cents to make a dollar on those lists and it was getting really hard and I wanted to build a team. I just couldn't build a team around that. And um, I realized that every house I went to, there's physical signs of neglect. And, this, and the, the thing that I learned was these people that were selling me their house for speed and convenience, it's like, we're like a pawn shop for houses, right? People mm -hmm. sell stuff to a pawn shop for a convenience factor, right? Because they just don't want to deal with all the junk they have, right? But with, with, you know, wholesalers, we're a pawn shop for houses. And so these people, they have these properties that are a thorn in their side. They're, they're a headache for them. They inherited them or, or they're rentals and they're just sick of being landlords. And so when someone has a property that's a thorn in their side, they don't want to fix the shingles that blew off. They just throw some, tarp, some tarps up there, right? They don't take care of the lawn. They don't fix the siding that blew off. There's some right. maintenance that's not taken care of because they don't love the house. It's a pain in their butt. Right. And so I realized if I only marketed to those, I would have a lot higher chance of getting a hold of people for way less money that actually want speed and convenience for their house. It's not a guarantee, mm -hmm. right? You know, mm -hmm. you see these houses are all boarded up and you're like, man, this person's definitely going to sell me the house and they don't want right. to sell it at all, right? And it's like, well, that's weird, but, but some people they do. And so I, I went from 70 cents on the, you know, 70 cents to make a dollar down to 10 cents to make a dollar. Nice. Right? Not only was I able to really find a ton of deals, I was able to make a ton of profits. So the extra effort was actually taking the list, but driving to see if you could find neglect, delinquency, default, um, deferred maintenance, all the D's, right? But see what you could physically see from the road yep. and then kind of hone your marketing down and just focus on those properties. So able to cut your marketing budget down by spending maybe a little bit of extra time, a little bit of gas money just to drive those properties before you really started marketing to them. Is that right? Yeah. And when I first started, it was all pulling information online, you know, from, from the county assessor's websites. And then these, the new texts come out to where, um, you know, if you use it correctly and know what you're doing, my students, myself, we're adding over a hundred properties every single hour of driving. And that's nice. into our Excel, Excel spreadsheet with all the data we need to do the marketing. Fantastic. It's crazy. Love it, Zach. So listen, when you first got started, let's go back a little bit. Um, when you first got started, you were washing windows, built that business when you were 17 years old, did that for a long time, became successful at it, but got burnt out on it. 
when did real estate enter your vocabulary? When was it something you thinking was, was, were you watching YouTube videos? Were you listening to podcasts? Did you have a friend that got into it? What was your first experience with it? And what was your, you know, uh, sort of attraction to it? Yeah. So I always liked money. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Who does it right? But when, when I was a, when I was a young kid, my, my parents, I grew up pretty poor, right? And my dad worked long hours. My mom waited tables and, um, after work, my dad would get me and my older brothers and we'd go mow lawns for wealthy people here in Utah. And we, I mean, from the time I was a little boy, like 11 years old, I was doing door-to-door sales to get more contracts. Like, you know, I worked, I worked a lot. And um, I remember my dad, um, I was mowing with my dad one day and this house was just like the most extravagant house. You know, it was by the owner of the Utah Jazz, it was across the street of the owner of Larry H. Miller's house, you know? And so, I got to see the jazz players and like all these wealthy people and, you know, and I'm from the, the ghetto side of Utah, you know, and, <laughs> right. and I just remember thinking like, well, how is this possible? You know, how do they make so much money? And I remember asking my dad, I was like, dad, are these, are these people millionaires? And he's like, yeah, I think so, son. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was like, dad, how much do you think they make a year? And I couldn't have been more than 11 or 12, you know, but I was curious. We live in a very humble home and a humble place. And, um, you know, very humble clothes. I didn't even know what brand clothing was till I got into high school. Like I didn't know any of this stuff, you know, super, super humble circumstances. Very grateful. I love my family, like lots of love. It was great, sure. but it's just different than what I was seeing. And so I was curious about that contrast. And I said, how much do you think they make? He's like, oh, probably three, 400,000 a year. And I remember thinking one day I'm going to make a million dollars in a year, mm-hmm. right? That's a lot of money. And, um, and so from, from there, I, I got curious about money. And I remember asking, started asking my dad about wealthy people and, and who makes money. And uh, he had a friend that was very wealthy, that he was, in, he was an engineer, but he was also investing in a real estate. And he had like 30, 40 mm-hmm. units. And he's like, this guy's really wealthy. You should ask him about money. You know, he kind of just pushed me off. Yeah, you know, the yeah. rich dad, poor dad story. And so I was like, he's rich. He drives an old beat up truck. What do you mean he's rich? You know right. what I mean? Where's his Lamborghini? What's up, yeah, dad? Exactly. Like what? He's supposed to be driving a brand new truck, you know, not this old, old beater. And uh, he's like, no, son, it's not about looking wealthy. He's like, he is wealthy. And I, so I, so I asked him, I was like, so my dad says you're rich. <laughs> yeah. And what, what, how is that? You know, how do you become rich? And he, he actually, when I was 14, this was when I was 14. I remember this very well. He gave me the book, rich dad, poor dad. Nice. And that was the first introduction to, um, education, like self-education, that kind of stuff. So I read the book and I was really, really interested. So when I was 17, I started my first business. I went for it, right? Did window cleaning. And then when I was 19, I served a, a mission in Sao Paulo, Brazil. So I took two years off to go, um, go serve and, and do good for, the, for my community and uh, learn Portuguese. is an awesome experience. Um, but when I came home, I wanted to buy my first house. And I, I was like, okay, let's buy a duplex. And it was, this was in 2011. And um, I lived in one side and rented the other. And my mortgage was like 500 bucks. And I rented the other side for like 800 bucks. Mm-hmm. I bought that thing for like $55,000 after the recession. I just got lucky because of timing in the market. Like sure. just banks unloading stuff. So anyways, I got that and I was like, wow, this stuff works. Like, this is crazy if I could do this over and over. But the problem was I didn't have a down payment for my next one because I got zero down payment because of a grant. I didn't have a lot of money, right? Sure, sure. And then I didn't have a ton of credit history. I didn't have a down payment to do another one. Um, There was just a lot of barriers for me to keep buying more. 
And I was like, well, this is frustrating. So I started educating myself. I started listening to podcasts and, and listening to books while I was doing mindless window washing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that, that was kind of the entry to it. I found my first mentor, failed miserably, kept learning, found my second mentor. I was $19,000 into mentorships. I made huge mistakes. I signed a contract for $30,000 with this marketing company that was supposed to produce leads yeah, uh, online. Sure. Not a single lead, not, not, not a deal, not a single lead. Wow. Like, so frustrating. So I made a lot of mistakes and it was a hard, rocky road. And that's, that's kind of why I teach now is it doesn't have to be that way. Like you don't have to drop tens of thousands of dollars to get into this like I did. And, and right. most of it was on credit cards and I got married and had kids all in between all that. So it wasn't like it was just me just taking care of myself. It was, it was a struggle, man. It really yeah. was. In my newest real estate investing book, The Flip System, you'll learn the proven secrets and strategies that I've used to be a successful real estate investor. You'll also hear the story of my journey from quitting my job to doing over 2,000 units of apartments. The Flip System is now available for a limited time, and you can grab your free copy at getflipsystem.com slash podcast. You'll learn the same proven principles and secrets and investing strategies that I used to quit my job and pursue a life of financial freedom. In this book, I'm sharing exactly how I was able to personally close over 750 profitable real estate deals, make over 400 private lender loans, raise over $30 million, and acquire over 2,000 units of cash-flowing apartments. Get my newest book now for free at getflipsystem.com slash podcast. That's getflipsystem.com slash podcast. So when your breakthrough, tell me about your breakthrough. So first year you get in, you start with wholesaling. Do you start doing driving for dollars right away? Do you have a little bit of money to spend on marketing? Tell me about that first year. Because that first year is when not only do you start making a little bit of money. I remember my first year, we didn't make any money for nine months. We were trying. It was 2007. I'm sorry, 2005. You know, we kind of did it on our own with no mentorship. We, we had no coaching. We were trying to put it all together from books and tapes. And we made almost no money for nine months. Then when we finally did sign up for a program and went to some boot camps, we actually got pretty good mentorship. We made $350,000 in the next 10 weeks and we won this contest. It was unbelievable. But there's this mixture, as you're aware, Zach, of like self-doubt and excitement of like, I can't do this, but I can. I'm like, I don't know how this is going to work, but I can't sleep well at night because I'm so excited for this opportunity. Probably felt a lot of the same emotion. Tell me about that first year. Yeah. So what had happened is I had paid that 10 grand for the coach and basically given up. So I had mm-hmm. the duplex and I got married and um, my wife got pregnant. So we, we moved to um, a single family home. So we kept the duplex, moved to a single family home. We were very strapped financially. I remember this day my son was born. It was so painful. It was the most beautiful day of my life. And it still makes me emotional when I think about it because I was so worried about how I was going to pay for the medical bills. Like it sure. makes me like, I'm, like I want to cry right now just thinking about it because it makes me so frustrated that I couldn't just focus on him and her mm-hmm. in the most beautiful moment of my life. And so there was still this hunger to provide a better living for myself and for my family, especially now that I had a son. 
And so um, I was still washing. I was washing crazy hours, working super hard, learning all that I could. And I had basically come to the conclusion that the idea of motivated sellers, people to sell their house at massive discounts, I thought that was BS. I thought that was just a pipe dream that the gurus sold to make money, right? They were just selling a dream, not really success. And, um, but what happened one day was I was out washing and I, I was washing windows for this very wealthy, uh, developer, uh, just single family home developer. He'd buy giant pieces of land, turn them into single family houses and do it with his all, all his own money. Very wealthy. And I learned this by talking to him and I was, and I talked to him for like an hour about his business and what he learned how he'd done it. And I told him, I was like, well, that's so cool. I would, my goal, this was September, said my goal is to find two rentals this year, but I don't really have the down payment money. I'm really trying to find some more rentals. What would you suggest? He's like, oh, that's convenient. I've got two properties. I haven't collected rents in four months because the property manager bailed. I don't have time. I'm doing two developments. He's, he's like 80 to two, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, I don't need the money. I don't want to deal with them. He's like, I'll sell them to you. Um, how much can you put down? Right. Cause he's going to be the bank. Cause I couldn't get you know, the financing. Sure. He basically just handed these properties. I had no money to put down. He just handed the deeds to me. And I was like, what <laughs> the crap? And he's like, I'll give them to you for a solid deal. I was making like 900 bucks a month cash flow after paying, you know, the, the financing. And a year and a half later, I sold them both for over, over a hundred thousand dollars profit. Nice. Um, and I knew that that's the kind of discount I had them for. Um, so I saw that and I was like, wow, it does exist. I was like, wait a minute, you can get properties. He, it's not your, he, he knew so much more than me. It wasn't that I took advantage of him. It's not like that I swindled him. It was, I helped him. Relationship, but then he helped, helped me. Him. Yeah. You were interested. You know, a guy like that is 80 years old, super successful, probably sees a little bit of, of you in him, like when he got started. Yeah. And there's a lot of stories, myself included, of guys that sort of got a break from somebody who, you know, maybe was a little bit further up the, up the food chain. Uh, and yeah. got a break because they just saw your hunger, desire to do something and uh, kind of saw a little bit of themselves in you and said, hey, man, yeah. let, let, you know, let me help this guy out. And especially if he's like, hey, these properties are now losing money because they're vacant. There's not a whole lot um, that I want to do with these anyway. I've got other things. You know, if Zach can take care of them, he can have them. Yep. Yeah, so it, it was a cool experience. You know, like I'd hug him today if I saw him, you know, yeah. that's an amazing guy. His name's Stan. Um, anyways, um, I'm sure there's still clients in my window cleaning business. I, I sold it right after that. Cause I was like, I'm going to do this. And I had a yeah. couple months saved for, you know, I still hadn't cashed out on those deals I was going to. Um, but I had a couple months of savings. I walked away from my window cleaning business and said, I'm going to be a successful wholesaler, signed a $30,000 contract. I said, Oh, but you know, and I had about half of that. Um, but I was like, by the time we get, you know, six months into this, yeah. you know, I'll ha- I'll be able to just start paying for it with its own marketing. No, didn't mm-hmm. happen. So I was struggling upside down. I tried to do it on my own and I was failing miserably. And I found a new mentor um, that I trusted, that I liked. And I paid him the $9,000 pretty much all on credit cards. You know, I mean, we were, we were going to go bankrupt basically if sure. I didn't start doing deals. And a month sure. after that, a month and a half after that, I did my first wholesale deal. I made $10,000 you know, it was able to let me make the interest payments. It wasn't out of the red at all, not by mm-hmm. any means. Um, and then from, from basically, that was April 17th, 2017, I did my first wholesale deal. Nice. And by the end of that year, we did over $100,000 in revenue from just generic lists like the tax delinquent eviction probate. You know, I did five or six deals. 
And uh, it was amazing because that was more money than I had ever made in a whole year as far as profits. You know, I like, had my most right. profitable year ever. So I was able to pay a little bit of debt down. And then um, the very first part of that next year, we really struggled to do deals because all the lists that we were doing deals off of, this, all the cities decided to put all those lists on a state website. So okay. everyone could get that list. No barrier of entry at that point. Just go Absolutely to the website. Free, download yeah. the list. Yep. So everyone, every flipper that I was selling to now is marketing to the list and all of a sudden my, my profitability just tanked, right? That's where I'm 70 cents on the dollar and I'm like, I have to have something that I can control that, that can't just disappear on me. I have to have a marketing channel that I can build a business around and mm -hmm. I started researching and I was like, what's the hardest list to build? What's the hardest barrier of entry? Like, what do I do? And it was driving for dollars, right? And we started nice. learning and and. I, I recruited some people to drive for me and pull the data because I didn't have the, the, the stuff. Halfway through that year, I learned about these new apps like Deal Machine and started using that and it, and it blew up. Like I never nice. imagined that I would be able to do a half a million dollars that each year. It What's awesome, Zach, goal. about that story is you, you, you hear the old sort of cliche that if you'll do what other people are not willing to do, you can have what other people can't have. So yeah. you did stuff that other people are not willing to do. A lot of investors are just going to send out postcards. They're going to get a small return on investment, but they're not going to make the extra step. You recognized yeah. that your return on investment was going down and you said, okay, how can I be different? And you decided to take what would appear to be an, an extra manual step of now driving for those dollars, driving those neighborhoods. But what you were really doing was doing something that other people are not willing to do. Right? right. But you were doing something that really every real estate investor can do. Everybody can get in their car, pay a little bit of extra money to throw some gas in the tank, go drive those properties, take notes, look at for the deferred maintenance out in the uh, outside of the property, the grass, the newspapers piling up, the you know, the snow with no shovel, no, no, no tire marks. If you live in an area where there's snow and you did what other people were not willing to do to differentiate yourself. And now look where you've gotten because of it. It's a fantastic story. Zach, let me ask you now, looking back at where you're at today, just a couple short years ago, you could barely pay your bills. You're putting stuff on credit cards. That first year, you close five or six deals, make $100,000, about fifteen to 20000 a deal, which is amazing. Um, and now your life is very, very different. You're mentoring other people. What advice, what are maybe two or three things that you would tell your younger former self from just three years ago? Uh to kind of speed this process along even faster, to be more successful in a shorter period of time? Well, there's, there's a couple things. Um, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole. Um, the first thing I would say is you have to give to receive. Mm -hmm. You have to give to receive. So, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian man and uh, I believe in giving, right? And being charitable and I serve the mission and like um, I believe in doing good for my community and for other people. But... For some reason, there was this disconnect that, so let me, let me give you an example. I did that half a million dollars, right? And I wanted to do a million dollars. I thought about that since I was a kid. How do I get to that million dollars? And I didn't know how to get there, but it was a very, um, you know, very major goal. I had no idea how I was going to go from half a million to, to a million. I didn't even think I'd ever get to half a million, you know, like not when mm -hmm. I did. 
And so my, I had a friend of mine that invited me to do a, a self-help journal called Living Your Best Year Ever. First 100 pages, you create three giant goals and then you, you keep track of what you're doing and have an accountability partner, all that, right? Mm-hmm. In there, it says, whatever your goals are, you have to give away what you want to receive. If you want more love, you have to give away love. If you want money, you have to give away money. So I was taking this serious. How do I give away a million dollars when I don't have it, right? And so I started, you know, thinking, and thinking and thinking. And I was like, well, what if I teach my marketing system that put a half a million dollars in my business to 10 people? Boom, there we go. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a million dollars in other people's businesses and then some over the years, right? So I started teaching my students, my, some of my very first students, like $113,000 on his very first deal, Scott Dallinger. Like my one student in the first seven months, he brought in over $300,000 into his business. Nice. Like, and my students are just crushing it, right? But the coolest thing ever happened is the more I taught and the more I gave, the more questions that I received, the more, mm-hmm. the more that my own business molded into what it became. And that's how I did the 1.2 million. It was because I gave. It was because I started serving. It, mm-hmm. You know, I became a coach not to become wealthy from coaching, but because I wanted to put money in other people's businesses. That was my mission. It wasn't to be a coach. It was to put money in people's businesses. And I became addicted to that helper's high because I remember the feeling of doing that first deal and like, it's like, yes, it, 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 it's a real, I can take care of my family. And like, yeah. you know, like emotion that's so powerful. You just want to cry. You want to laugh. You want to jump, Right. But that kind of starts to dwindle for some reason. Mm -hmm. But when you help someone do their first deal, you get that feeling every freaking time. Yeah, I love it. It's addicting. And so, so the first thing I'd say to myself is focus on giving. Focus on whatever you want to receive. You need to give it away first, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The next thing is I would say to my younger self is working hard is the 20%. 80% is um, is investing into yourself and education. So I always thought I was stupid, right? I, I actually had perfect grades because I was really good at talking my teachers into giving me A's, truly. And I was a really good cheater. Um, but I, I was stupid. I couldn't get a like I couldn't get above a C on a test. I was like an 18 on on the college entry test. What do you call that thing? The you know, I would college dropout. Like I felt yeah. like I was stupid, right? And I and I always told myself this limiting belief that Tony Robbins helped me overcome was I'm stupid, so I have to hustle to take care of my family, mm-hmm. and um, that's not true at all. Um, and so what I would say to myself is working hard is very important and keep your work ethic. But you need to understand that unless you're working really hard on the right things, you're just going to be burning yourself out. Yeah. So the second thing I'd say is education and self-improvement, um, not, not just traditional education. I'm actually very much against traditional education unless you want something that requires traditional education. Like yeah, you be a doctor, nurse, yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah, but, but this, this idea of poor people telling their kids success is through college is bullshit. Like that is yeah. garbage, right? That is the worst advice you could ever give anybody. You put them in debt. They, st- they feel lost, they feel confused, they feel frustrated, right? And they're even more discouraged and they're yeah. in a worse place than when they started. So, um, so yeah, self-improvement, self-education, you know, um, you know, I love Tony Robbins, uh, yeah. everything Tony Robbins puts out. Um, there's so many amazing books on investing and um, finances. I love Chris Voss, Never Split the Difference. Um, yeah, there you go. You know, profits First, uh, The Compound Effect, The E-Effect. Um, these are some of the bigger books that have changed my life. 
Um, yeah. One of the biggest ones, uh, the seven habits of highly effective people, focusing on your circle of, of influence, not your circle of concern. So that would be the second piece of advice. And the third piece of advice is believe in yourself, right? Yeah. Believe that, um, you know, I'm telling this to my former self, but I'm telling this to you guys as well. You know, like, like I said, I didn't believe necessarily that I, I wanted it, but I didn't necessarily believe that I could be there because who was I, right? right. I grew up poor. It was just a window cleaner, no college degree, nobody wealthy in my family. You know, my grandfather died with one tooth and a gun. Like that's, that's what he had. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, did, I, I didn't come from much, you know? And so I didn't see myself. I saw a statistic the other day of how many people like, it was, I don't remember the exact statistic. Okay. So this is plus or minus a little bit, but it was roughly 80% of men make about the same amount as their fathers. Got and, it. Wow. And it's because they put this, 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 um, psychological barrier on what they're capable of, right? Who am I to do more? Right. Right. And, uh, and overcoming that I think is very, very important. That's amazing stuff. Zach, listen, if our audience wants to follow up, learn more about you, where can they find your stuff? Yeah. So I have a website, dfdmastery.com. You can jump in there. That's got all of my free resources. I give a ton of stuff away, links to all my uh, social media and so forth as well. Fantastic stuff. Zach, listen, thanks so much for joining us today on Accelerated Investor. I had a blast getting to know you. Cool. Well, thanks for the opportunity. It's been fun. So there you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Zach Booth. I had an absolute blast uh, getting to know him a little bit better, learning about his driving for dollars strategy. And I loved what he talked to us about, about him uplifting his business and his family, moving to Florida with $1,000 and starting a brand new real estate investing business in a totally foreign market. If you enjoyed this interview, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. When you do, send us a little screenshot of your rating and your review, and we will send you a free Accelerated Investor t-shirt. For more information about coaching, visit joshcantwellcoaching.com. Don't forget to share this interview, share your feedback on social media. Thank you so much for engaging with me today on Accelerated Investor. Take care. Hey, Josh here, and do you want to win a free Accelerated Investor t-shirt? All you have to do is give Accelerated Investor, our podcast, Accelerated Investor, a rating and a review on iTunes, okay? Do that now. Then send us a screenshot on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. What we're going to do then is every week we're going to pick our favorite rating and review, and we're going to send that person a free t-shirt and maybe, again, some other cool, fun stuff as well from Accelerated Investors. So, again, don't forget to take a screenshot. Leave a rating, review, take a screenshot, send it to us so we know exactly who you are. And then once a week, every week on the podcast, we will announce a new winner. Don't forget to take a screenshot and send it to us so we know exactly who you are. We'll announce a new winner every week.
You've been listening to Josh Cantwell and the Accelerated Investor Podcast. Leave a comment on our iTunes channel and let us know what you want to learn next or who you'd like Josh to interview. While you're there, give us a five-star rating and make sure to subscribe so you can be the first to hear new episodes. Follow Josh Cantwell and his companies, Strategic Real Estate Coach and Freeland Ventures on all social media platforms now and stay up to date on new training and investment opportunities. To start your journey toward the lifestyle you've always dreamed of, apply for coaching at joshcantwellcoaching.com.